Welcome to the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight Podcast, the show that takes a deep dive into local businesses and the individuals that run our community. To guide you along the way, here's your host, Jacob Bittner. <laughs> oh. Dentist, we're going to the dentist today. <laughs> lucky, yeah, lucky dun, us, dun. right? Actually, I gotta say, coming into the uh, office, I, I thought I was like, thought this would be, and it's it's exciting now that I'm sitting down here. But something about sitting in that waiting room at the dentist office and waiting for your the doctor's ready for you. That's just like I can't get over it. And there's probably a lot of people that just can't get over that feeling. We'll talk about dentophobia. We'll talk about all that stuff. We'll touch on it a little bit, but. I'm excited this morning. I'm here on site at Life Smiles Dental with uh, Dr. Todd McGovern. And I know you as Lauren McGovern, but you are now Dr. Lauren Herzog, right? Correct. All yeah. right. Well, welcome. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having me in this morning to do this. I'm really excited to hear your guys' story, hear about the office, talk about a little bit of the history of the dental industry and all that stuff. So um, how are you guys feeling? Good. Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a great day. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I do want to, before we get going, I got to give a shout out to the sponsors. You guys brew Stumbino's coffee in, in house here every day, every day. We're awesome. Fans. So, so that you do drink coffee. Every okay. Day. And well, so how does it, what's the, uh, cause coffee stains teeth. Is that, is that, is that truth? Is there truth to that? It does. It yeah. does. <laughs> I also have, um, on top of where we got some Stumbino's, I've got this, uh, TC, well, it's not TC, it's Stead Chocolate now. If you guys want to try some, this is the Cardamone Krumkaka cookie. And then that's, uh, I think this is a discontinued one. This is just some Haitian dark chocolate here. If you guys are interested in trying some chocolate, so we can stain the teeth, we can feed those cavities, <laughs> all that stuff, all that stuff this morning, if you guys want to do that. So on top of that, though, I do want to thank uh, Swan Lake uh, Resort and Campground, Elevate Dispensary, Victor Lundin's Hotel 8, Fresh and Fancy. Fresh and you guys are close to fresh and fancy. You go get yep. some food there every once in a while. I bet. Yeah, it's a good lunch break. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you to all the people who sponsored the show. I really, really appreciate it. So, all right. Before we get into the dental side of things, um, I just want to hear a little bit about your guys's personal background. And I want to. I think. Well, you're younger, Lauren. So let's start with your story because obviously you're Todd's daughter. So I've got the father daughter duo here. I'm pretty excited about that. But you. I forget what year you graduated. I went to your uh, school with your brother, Matt. Yes. Um, we graduated in 2008. When did you graduate? 2010. 2010. And what was, uh, what were you into in high school? What was your, what were your passions back then? Were you? Yeah. So I was born and raised in Fergus. So, um, graduated in 2010. Like I said, I was pretty involved, loved growing up here. Um, love the lakes community and all that that brings. And, um, in school, you know, I was, um, into the yearbook. I was on the yearbook committee and I played volleyball. I, uh, was a synchronized swimmer and I we could let him in. If in someone's dance. coming in, we can, we can, we got an introduction. We can, who's coming in, bring him in. Come on. Now you want to be you're, on the podcast. You're on the podcast now. She does. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about staff. We'll talk about key employees later. Maybe she's one of them here. Huh? Let me tell you. Let me, I'll, do, I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah. This is Naya, and she's one of our team leaders here because she gives a hundred percent every week. Every week she gives a hundred percent. I've kind of marked it down. On Mondays she gives eleven percent. Tuesdays twenty four percent. Wednesdays four percent. 
Thursday's 23%, and Friday a solid 2%. No. She's here every day. So we we can always count on that giving us 100% here. I they won't love let it. me go home when I hit my 100%. Either. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, get a little... Okay. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I assume I assume that when you're here, when you're here, you've got lots of people that need you. You're probably a busy, busy guy working, working, working. Well, yeah, somebody's got to be working, right? <laughs> all right, Lawrence, so let's pick back up on that. Um, you were in the, the yearbook. What were some of your like, what were you gonna do for jobs? What'd you get? What'd yeah, you so I actually worked school? at uh, the what used to be um the old life smiles dental was Westridge Dental Center. We okay. were in the mall, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more. As a high but, school student. Yep, yep. So like I as did, a receptionist or Yeah, I did a little of that. Um also developing X rays back when we had to uh actually develop them and didn't have digital X rays. So oh. I did that and then I did sterilization as well. So cleaning all of the instruments and kind of just learning the ins and outs of the dental office. Gotcha. Dental so that was your first job. Yeah. Okay. Have you had um jobs outside of the dental industry no. just in the dental industry yep, that's i was committed wow <laughs> okay all right so where did you, you said 2010 you graduated where did mm-hmm. you go to college i went to st thomas in st paul okay so moved to the cities after um graduated in high school here and went to college there and got a degree in neuroscience and then went across the river to minneapolis right after um, i graduated in 2014 from st thomas then I went to dental school at the U of M. Okay. Graduated from there in 2018. So how how many years of college is that? It's eight years of school. Dang, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, and then from there, you came back here and started working right away? I did. Okay. Yep. yep. Came right back. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And when did you, you obviously met a man and got married. Do you have any kids? I do. I just had my first son. And yeah, baby. Seven months. Awesome. Awesome. Well, somebody's got to do it. Matt, Matt isn't, isn't getting it done right now, huh? Maybe someday. Uh, yeah. His, his call. <laughs> his call. His call. Well, congratulations. Thank and, you. uh, and we'll get, maybe get, get a little bit more about your story and where you fit in, but now it's your turn and you've got a little bit more of a history. I feel like, cause you're older. Yeah. Yeah. My, so my history in this area started out that I grew up in Eastern Montana and, uh, what part, what uh, town in Montana? Uh, Glendive. Just, uh, everybody drives through it. And um, my family of uh, seven kids and parents would uh, vacation on Otter Tail Lake as a child. We'd drive out here and, uh, and spend a week or two at Otter Tail Lake. My earliest memory uh, from my grade school years was uh, coming uh, kind of around the hill and around the big castle up on the hill and seeing Dairyland and the building of Dairyland. And I know you've talked to Pat yeah. uh, Conley, who's about as awesome as they come, and, uh, and Dairyland. And uh, that was my first memory of being here. And uh, so we used to vacation here as a child, uh, had an older sister that worked at the hospital, took a job straight out of college to the hospital. And so I would often, went, I also went to dental school at the University of Minnesota and uh, would come and visit on weekends. Uh, met my wife uh, in Montana in undergrad, got married um, during dental school. And when I graduated, we went to South Dakota for uh, two years. Uh, we had, had bought a home. We're thinking of maybe staying there, but then I uh, came up to visit uh, my sister, uh, my wife Stacy, and I, and met Dr. Bud Mellon and uh, his wife Linda, and they had uh, Western Dental Center, as Lauren had mentioned at the time. Okay, and met with them, and uh, Bud was looking, and it was immediately could tell what a great guy he was, and uh, 
that was 34 years ago that we moved to Fergus Falls and mm. uh, I joined uh, Dr. Mellon and he's been a great friend and a true mentor for me over all these years. And uh, yeah, so Fergus is a great place to raise kids. Mm -hmm. we, we love it here. Um, I've been here for a long time. And then uh, after a lot of years in the mall, uh, 13 years ago, 2010, uh, my partner at that time and still, Mike Andrews, and I built Life Smiles Dental, and Dr. Mitch Wellman now is a partner, and now we have uh, Lauren and, and Dr. Joe Belgard, and uh, and Bud Mellon's still around and helps us out and does a great job. So yeah. uh, I yeah. met, so I met one of the of other doctors here who's been with you since the beginning. Um, Michael, is that yeah, right? Yeah, Mike Andrews. Okay, yep. 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 yep, Mike was with us at uh, Westridge Dental Center, too. Okay. And so, yeah, we've... Uh, so that's kind of a that's kind of the story. So in a you nutshell. were always in the dental industry as well. Did you have some yeah. jobs outside of the dental industry at all? Yeah, when you were lots younger? of them. Yeah, I worked at, I worked city street department a lot. I paved a lot of potholes in my day. Fixed a lot of potholes, and not a lot different than fixing cavities. I thought <laughs> uh, this is kind of nice. I just kind of moved it down on a smaller scale. No, I always knew that I'd be in in healthcare, and uh, from very young I I knew and you know was thinking of coming going to med school, coming back, being the town doc. But it's a pretty rough lifestyle in a, in a small town. And uh, I really like the business aspect of it too. And uh, I really didn't want just a job. I wanted to build a business. And so dentistry is a perfect combination of healthcare and, and being able to to build and lead a business too. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about that. Uh, were you just uh, then a, do a doctor, an employee at Westridge Dental? Were you part of that ownership structure there at all? Sure, or how not, originally, okay. not originally. Not most, originally. Most of the time in, in our world, you come in as an associate and uh, uh, maybe like in a law firm or something like that. Okay. And then if it works for both sides, often you uh, will transition to uh, being an owner uh, of some degree, you know, in, uh, in the company. And so that's kind of the, the path that most of us have taken. I was just... Uh, just an associate or a hired dentist at the time when I first came and then gradually sort of went through the steps and uh, gotcha. Yeah. So where then, how did the transition out of that work into this current life smiles and how did all that come to be? Yeah. It, it, the quick story is, is that we needed a little space up in the mall. And so I went down to Phoenix uh, to go to a three day seminar and on, on how we could get a little design, a little better space for our uh, patient services or front desk area. And when I came back, I'd had a total change of heart and decided that, uh, that I didn't want to practice in that confined space, that if I'm going to keep doing this, I thought we'd just build the ideal space and a place that where we really like to go and where the team liked to go. We had a great team there, a lot of them who have come with us here. And so had a total change of heart over, as odd as it sounds, one weekend. Hmm. Came back and uh, uh, told Dr. Andrews and Dr. Mellon that uh, this is what I want to do. And uh, I think you guys should consider coming and doing this. And so that's sort of what happened. We started planning basically right after that. So that we is would... Wester's Gentle no more? That is correct. Okay, gotcha. So did that shut down simultaneously with you guys moving over? So we helped uh, bring in Apple Tree Dental, which is our neighbor yeah. over here now okay. too. So they are a nonprofit uh, oh. a de dental group and uh, serving a, a certain segment of the population that has a, a real constriction to addressing care. And so we helped transition them. So they took over 
our space up there because it was set up. A dental office is, mm. has a lot of special design to it and architecture to it. Yeah. And plumbing, it's, it's, uh, it's a very challenging build. So they took over that space until them all kind of slowed down, and then they now have built over here. And so they're, so they're sort of our neighbors once again. Okay, gotcha. And then how did that uh – you don't you business is business, so whatever you feel comfortable airing, feel free. But how does that ownership structure work here at Life Smiles? And how many people are involved in that? Different doctors and everything, or yeah, that's a moving target. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Like sounds that? good. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, but you guys said you so, you opened up a uh, shop here in uh, 2010. Is that right? This location. This location. Mm -hmm. There was yep. another Life Smiles location, no, though? No, so all of the patients and the doctors at the time transitioned here. We, the name had just changed at, okay. the, at the time just due to location. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. No longer being in Westridge. Gotcha. What was the, uh, is there anything uh, special behind the branding, Life Smiles? Where did you come up with that? Who came up with that? I think uh, Mike's wife, Heather, came up with that, actually. We... We went through a lot of different names. Mike might have a, a different story, or maybe he wants to take credit for it. I think his wife Heather actually came up with it, and uh, we really liked it. Uh, is it does that does that sound familiar, or did you come? I up with I think so. I remember I was part of the process a little bit, so I yeah. was in high school at the time. Um, but I w helped with the design of the building and picking out the finishings and all that. So it was a really neat process and. You know, there's a lot of intricacies to building a dental office, like yeah. my dad touched on already. And um, I think we were in, had three names, and I remember narrowing it down to the one. Yeah. I can't recall what the others were. Okay. But, yeah. Awesome. awesome. There, I'll tell you, uh, the, the most interesting part of this facility is that um, we hired a, a gentleman from Nebraska who was an architect, and then after being an architect, went back to dental school and so he was a full-blown architect, full-blown dentist, and then decided to not practice dentistry after a few years. And all he does in his career is design the insides of dental offices, the, the flow of patients, the size of the treatment rooms, how the sun affects uh, the building, where the people move in and out of, all of those things. And, um, and he's amazing at it. And this is such a functional building, all the things that, the, that a patient would understand. And so... Uh, Mike and his wife and Stacy and I and Lauren uh, went down to Nebraska, met with them and their designers for a weekend, and they designed uh, the inside of this building. Hmm. And uh, after a lot of work and consultation and design, so all the things that we wanted, the things that we didn't want, and then um, we hired a local ar architect, Scott DeMardler. He designed the outside of the building. Okay. And so there are actually two different architects. So the building... It was non-existent before it was just a lot and you guys built it yeah. from the ground up here yeah gotcha okay right. okay so you guys are the history of the location then i like it no i like it yeah. um let's get into a little bit of uh, we'll get into your like products and services and stuff but i kind of just want to touch on a little bit of the uh the history of the dental industry here which is pretty pretty crazy and gruesome and you know what like we live in quite the it's quite the time to be alive like all of the things that we have access to now with medical care there's i think that that's where this uh dentophobia is, is the term that they use but that's kind of where this fear of the dentist comes from because throughout history people have basically been like 
I mean, tortured through dental practice and dental care. And now we have all these things that are, that make it better and make it easier. And, and it's not so bad. It's probably more in the head than anything. Cause now you've got all your Novocaine and, and whatever the stuff that developed as time. And we're, I think we're getting even probably better as technology advances, but the earliest notes that my assistant has here would be back, I guess the, maybe the earliest notes would have been like around 7,000 BC as early as then there's uh it would, it would have been the Indus Valley, um, modern Pakistan around that area, um, near India or whatever. Um, they used chew sticks to clean their teeth. So it was like, that was like the original way to clean your teeth. Um, and then around 5,000 BC, um, the ancient Egyptians practiced basic dental care using tools like bow drills to treat tooth problems. I can only imagine what the bow, what a bow drill treatment in uh, ancient Egypt would have been like. Um, and then they had some rudimentary prosthetics made from uh, animal teeth, human teeth uh, taken from corpses. So they would actually take teeth out of people out of corpses and then put those into people, which we don't, we, we got 3d printers and stuff and different things for, for that. Now you can maybe talk about, but, um, and then around 500 BC, um, the ancient Greeks and Romans made progress, uh, in the dental care. That's where you had a uh, Hippocrates and Aristotle writing about dental disease and tooth eruption patterns, um, started recommending tooth extractions, um, and treatment for various dental conditions. Ooh, ooh you got Aristotle right there, a little Aristotle statue right there. So, um, not only was he a philosopher, but he was a sort of a founding father of, of dental practice too, huh? He's founding father of sciences and okay. rhetoric and politics and music and the huh. arts and huh. public policy. And yeah, I mean, he was the probably the world's greatest polymath, expert in more different, more fields than any person uh, alive you can make a case for. That. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like, yeah. Yeah. So we all know that. We all know who that guy is. I didn't know he did any, I didn't know he had anything to do with dental before I started doing a little bit of research here. And then um, during the middle ages, the fifth to 15th century was a lot of things kind of took a backseat during that period of time, but dental definitely did. And a lot of the uh, toothache remedies and, and dental care were kind of based off superstition and folklore. And, and there was a lot, it was, it was just a, not a very hygienic period of human existence. Um, but then really stuff started, it looks like to kind of establish itself in the dental industry in 1728. Um, and I'm going to butcher these names, but Pierre Fouchard, is that, nice. is, is that right? Pierre Fouchard published the, uh, Le Churgan Dentistry. It was the first comprehensive dental textbook. Um, and then a little bit uh, later, um, you had G.V. Black, known as the grand old man of dentistry. He revolutionized the dental uh, restorations with his research and innovations um, and introduced standardized filling techniques and materials. And then kind of moving on, it looks like 1840, uh, the Baltimore College of Dentistry was the first uh, dental school ever established. And um, let's see, a couple years later... Uh, Horace Wallace discovered um, properties, just basically nitrous gas was, nitrous oxide, laughing gas was introduced in 1844. So that was kind of the first step in making it a little bit better for people was like, well, it, I don't know, does laughing gas really cut out the pain or does it just make you feel a little bit better about everything? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily help with pain. It just helps relax. 
okay. kind of just gets you in a state where you're comfortable. And I actually have a crazy story about laughing gas and the dentist and the dentist. And I'm sure you guys have experienced this before, but apparently if you take too much of that stuff, it can make you sick. And I had an experience where I actually threw up in the dentist's office because I was probably a little overdosed on the laughing gas or something. And that was kind of, it was kind of an embarrassing experience, but how often does that happen? Is that a common thing? Not common at all? It can happen, but it's rare. It's rare. I'm a rare, I'm a rare one. I like that. I like that. Um, But moving along in 1895, Wilhelm Conrad uh, discovered x-rays and that kind of helped give us a little bit of better idea of what was going on in there. And then man, Alfred Einhorn, Let's go. Let's give this guy a round of applause. In 1903, uh, we 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 got Novocaine introduced to the uh, to the industry, and that that changed a lot of things. Is that um, Novocaine changed over the years since ni- early 1900s? Are they using different stuff now? Is it same? Stuff, There's different, different formulations of it, but essentially, it all numbs the tooth. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Um, and then it looks like you know braces were introduced in ni- 1950s. Uh, you had the first successful dental implant procedure in the late fifties. Um, water fluoridation became widely adopted, significantly reducing tooth decay in the sixties. You had laser dentistry beginning to emerge in the seventies. Um, 1980s, you had the first commercial home teeth whitening kit uh, containing peroxide gel. And then um, it looks like in 85, um, digital dental you you know this must have been like probably wasn't widely adopted but you mentioned you were still developing um x-rays like manual not digital you guys didn't have digital x-rays until when did you guys start using that because it looks like in the 80s is when digital radiography was invented or introduced you guys know much about that yeah uh lived through all of those things but we've been do- we've been digital for i don't know 15 years long time yeah Yeah. we've 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 been digital since we moved to this office and we were before so uh 15 or years or longer and then it looks like uh 1997 invisalign was introduced um and then obviously 2000s 2010s the uh computer-aided design computer-aided manufacturing technologies kind of enabled um different types of you now you can have 3d print teeth and you can do all this stuff and and i see the future of it kind of being it's kind of on an exponential path it feels like right now as far as all the different technologies that are being introduced um i don't know where you guys are where you want to do you want touch on any of that history any notes that you guys want to fill in there that maybe my assistant missed no, that's all good stuff. It's uh, has changed a lot and a lot quickly, like you're mentioning too. I mean, I'm sure my dad can touch on the changes he's seen in his career more than mine. But I mean, I've been here for five over five years, and even since I started, it's there's new technology always, constantly. You know, being advertised, and thankfully, all for the better. Um, it definitely helps our patients. It makes our life easier, and um, it's really fun and exciting. It's neat to think about where my career will be yeah, and absolutely. what we'll be doing in the future. But we really uh, pride ourselves on keeping up with the technology and modern technology in this office in particular. Um, a few things you mentioned, the digital x-rays we have, 
those are wonderful. They're super high definition. They can help us see and detect cavities really early when they're small. So then it prevents, you know, larger issues down the road. Um, and then the uh, digital uh, scanning. So if we're going to do a crown for someone, rather than taking an impression and doing the messy putty that nobody likes, uh, we just take a a wand on our scanner and scan the inside of the mouth and it's all digital. It shows all of your teeth and then that just gets sent off electronically to a a lab that makes our crowns for us. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Painless, quick, easy. Painless. Painless Painless. people. Painless. (laughs) (laughs) So talk a little bit more about the, uh, maybe the, the tooth decay process. Who wants to talk about the tooth decay process? And, and I mean, obviously this chocolate sugar. that I'm eating, sugar doesn't. <laughs> starts right yeah. there from so, the so that chocolate. Was, that was another thing I didn't mention here, but like it was around the same time they introduced Novocaine um, was basically the time that processed sugar really, really started to take off in our country. I mean, we had soda emerging then we had, and now you go into the grocery store and, and I would say 80%, 80 to 90% of the stuff you see inside the grocery store has processed sugar in it. I mean, they've got sugar in milk. Mm-hmm. It's everything has sugar in it. So um, it starts with with sugar. Yes, <laughs> yes. Our diet, that's a huge portion. Yeah. You know, um, fluoride in the water has helped try to combat that quite a bit. But, you know, oral hygiene. Like the tap water? Yeah. They mm-hmm. put fluoride in the tap water? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. There's a conspiracy there probably, huh? Talk about the water. You got opinions on the water? Yeah, it's it's probably the greatest uh, uh, universal health care measure that's ever been instituted in the country is uh, the cost to put a little fluoride in uh, community water systems is minimal compared to the uh, reward that uh, are handed off since uh, the fluoride is in, it's it's every community in, in communities have to vote it in, and some communities have voted it out because uh, they feel that there's there's issues with it. But the vast majority of uh, community water systems in the United States have a fluoride added to them. Gotcha, and which, that's that would have been what I mentioned here going through in, in like 1960 was when they started doing that. Yeah, that water was a big, that was a big movement and still, and still there are still some uh, communities some some larger communities that are, have anti-fluoridation groups that are very active and, uh, and basically uh, using uh, faulty science sort of scare the populace into voting against it. Gotcha. So can you, I mean, I, I'm sure obviously you can, but, the, the, we'll talk about like your guys' services and some stuff you do. Obviously, um, cleaning is like the, uh, the big one, right? All your guys' team of hygienists here, the cleaning is like the, the, probably the best thing. Brush your teeth at home. You know, when you drink coffee, probably brush your teeth after you drink coffee to keep coffee. Does coffee to really give you, um, cavities or is that more just like discolor your teeth? Oh, the sugar added to the coffee. But what about just black coffee? <laughs> Not so much, but it okay. does cause stain. Because when you get yeah. that Stumbinos, when you get that True. You good, can't add fresh, that. delicious cup of Stumbinos, you don't need sugar. You wouldn't nope. want to taint that with sugar. Now, li- listen, coffee's good for you. There okay. are more advantages to drinking coffee than disadvantages. All right. Possibly a little bit of my own bias in there. But if you're not if you're not adding stuff to your coffee, there's a lot of things in this world you got to worry about before your coffee. And yep. the stain that goes on the teeth can be cleaned off or bleached off. Okay. We, we, we do it... Uh, very routinely bleaching teeth outside of 
placing implants that our partner, Dr. Wellman, does in the office is probably the highest rated thing that we do uh, from a patient standpoint. Okay. But so anyway, that, on the coffee thing, yeah. So go, go worry about something else. You would say now kind of just like getting into like your products and services a little bit, what you guys offer, obviously the teeth cleaning, and then it gets from there, it gets a little bit more. I'll say like scary from my perspective when you get into, so you get into like cavities and drilling and, and then what root canals and crowns and all that stuff. Do you just kind of want to talk about the different products and ser different services? Sure. Um, well, first of all, my, I didn't realize. When Have you I ever had a cavity by the way? No, never. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I see it all day long. You know, like you mentioned, uh, walking in that you, quote unquote, hate the dentist. And we do, we truly do hear that every day. Yeah. And I'm not trying to disregard that at all. It's a genuine thing. Yeah. And I didn't realize going into dental school or becoming a dentist that one of my passions would become trying to change that. Yeah, I do think it goes way back when in history, like you went mm -hmm. over, it's instilled in our parents and our grandparents and our grandparents' parents that the dentist is a scary place mm -hmm. and it hurts. And that's not necessarily true. So and just, we're trying to change that. I, I just got to interrupt. It's like, you know, if you go to the police academy, you have to, you have to take the mace to your face before you're allowed to administer mace on people. It's not quite like that in the dental industry. So if, <laughs> if you take care of your teeth, you will, you may never have to experience that. That's ever. the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. But that, that starts at a very young age. Yes. And you know, that's preventative dentistry is the big focus. So like mm. you said, cleanings coming in every six months or whatever your customized plan is that's best for each patient um, where we clean the teeth and put fluoride on and um, you know just being routine about taking x-rays and making sure that we catch things when they're small that's the most important but yes that's kind of one side of the office and then if you get to the back that's uh, another side where we kind of take over and uh, that would be the the fillings, which we do right. all day long. Yep. The uh, root canals, extractions, so, dentures. Okay. I I extractions, dentures, implants. You guys implants, do all that stuff. Invisalign, whitening. Yep. Okay. Okay. Crowns, so, bridges. Okay. What's a, what's a, what's a, I know what a crown is. What's a bridge? What's a, what's a. A bridge is when you're missing a tooth. So okay. it's a way to replace a gotcha. tooth. With gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, so talk about that, like transition between a early stage cavity and where it becomes bad enough where you got to like get in and do a root canal. So there's the outer layer of the tooth, which is the white, pretty enamel. You know, when you smile, that's what you see is the white enamel. When it gets into the inner portion of the tooth, that's the dentin. And uh, when it gets into the dentin is when you need a filling. But if it gets so far into the dentin, it gets into the nerve. And then that's when you need a root canal. So that's when you notice the pain. Gotcha. So oftentimes when we're diagnosing on x-rays, patients say, oh, I didn't know I had a cavity. I, I didn't feel anything. Mm. I, it doesn't hurt. That's when I say, it's a good thing that it yep. doesn't hurt. We yep. caught it when it's small. That means it's a straightforward procedure. We don't need any root canals. Gotcha. So if you have a toothache, you probably need that root canal process procedure. That's don't want to say 100% of the time, but okay. yep. often. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. People and often think that, that DK or I have a cavity is like a light switch on and off. It's either yes or no, but it's not. It's many shades of gray. Gotcha. And so there's there's sort of a continuum there. And you know, having having dental care is is not invasive. It's not uncomfortable. It's not a big expense if, if you have the dental care from a preventive end. Mm. Where it gets to be a little more involved 
is the lack of dental care. Yeah. You know, if you're in here, I had a patient, um, today's Tuesday, just yesterday. I've seen him for 31 years. When he first came in, I had some restorations I had to take care of, some fillings and do some things in, quote, the back of the office. I haven't seen him in the back of the office in 30 years. And he comes in, gets his teeth all shined up. We chat for a little bit, gets his fluoride. He thanks the hygienist, and and he's off because he takes care of things. Very very simple for him. It's like going to get his haircut, right? And and for a lot of people, is that way. But if you if if you show up for the first time with with a toothache, then you're gonna be able to spend a little more quality time. A little more us. quality time. Yeah. My mom always said when I was growing up, she said, you know, you gotta you gotta brush your teeth and go to the dentist. Or no, no girl's ever going to want to kiss you," she said. Turn, she was right. Turns out, turns out Good she advice. was right. Here yeah. I am, thirty-four <laughs> years old. <laughs> no, I've, in all honesty, you know, I've, I've, I've put off. Um, I'm one of the Americans, and probably, a, I don't know if I'm in the majority or minority when it comes to how much I've neglected dental care, and it's something that I gotta, I gotta figure out later on in life, and it, it becomes a lot more of a problem. If you if you if you ignore it, it becomes a lot more of a problem, and then it that anxiety sets in a little bit more, and you have to face. It's not like it's going to go away. Like if you have a problem with your car, it's not going to go away. If you have a problem with your teeth, it's not going to go away. You know, it's just going to get worse and build over time, and then you have to spend some quality time in the back. <laughs> Got to go yeah. to the back of the room. That sounds even scarier. <laughs> yeah, usually, usually if there's a if there's a concern, they. They don't take care of themselves. They don't get better over. Right. They don't get better over time. So. Right. Well, we can maybe touch a little bit more on that if you guys want to fill in anything about um, kind of what you guys do in the process of there. But let's talk a little bit more about employees. You guys have yeah. a. It sounds like you guys have a staff of about about ten hygienists. I don't know how many doctors are practicing in here. Yeah. So that this is probably my favorite topic is the team, and this is really what has has made Life Smile successful. We're we're quite a large group for um, for a small town setting. Most smaller communities like this don't have a facility of our size, um, but uh, it is primarily based on the people that we have here and the in individual care that the patients get. Just because we're larger than the average practice doesn't mean that people are being run through here. Um, Mayo is a very large hospital, and most of us and people from all over the world travel to a very large hospital because of the care that they get at Mayo. And uh, we are a large facility based on the fact that the, when patients come here, they're treated individually and they're treated well. We have about a, a staff of about 40 people, but check this out. The average, the average dental employee is with a practice for three years. Hmm. We have seven people in this office right now today as we sit here that have worked together for over 30 years. Wow. Seven of us here have worked over 30 years. We have another group that have worked here for over over 20 years, and uh, they really are the, the sort of the heart and soul of what goes on here. We've been very fortunate on retaining talented people and finding very talented younger people. We have some young uh, team members here who I'm telling you are amazing. People talk about trying to get the younger people or millennials, whatever term you'd like to use, that they don't wanna work, they're gonna come in late, they don't wanna do this. I got to tell you, they need to come and, and, and spend a little time with some of the young people here. Uh, they're amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Do you have any positions like open positions? You're, are you looking to get anyone else in currently? Or? We, we hire proactively. If, if, if we notice talent and if somebody's looking, we will hire before we have a space open for them. Hmm. If they're the right person. Now, 
part of our part of our team needs specific qualities, right? You can't be a, a hygienist if you're not a hygienist if you don't have tra- if you don't have training. So uh, several of our positions, most of them, dental hygienists, dental assistants, dentists, dental therapists. We have Jenny, who's a dental therapist, is who is kind of like a physician's assistant, and she does restorations. And she was a hygienist for us for years. So you can't be a dental uh, therapist unless you've gone back to a bunch more school to to do it. But uh, yeah, we're always on the on the lookout for talent. If somebody shows up and they're the right person, we're looking. Gotcha. Okay. Um, anything else you want to touch on for like growth opportunities? Or I know we talked a little bit about maybe where tech, the technology is going. Do you have any idea what big things could come along and change the dental industry in the future? Do you expect anything to come along and like revolutionize it again here? Well, one thing we have currently is our uh, dental laser. I think you touched on when that was invented, but um, we have a really neat one. It's called the Solea laser and it's a all tissue laser. So it cuts tooth, bone, gums all in one. And so it kind of takes away the the drill in a lot of instances. Really? Yeah. So it's uh, really, really neat. Um, my dad and I have had training on it. We've been using it for several years now. and But we were one of the first to kind of implement it, I believe, in the area. Yeah. We had the first of this model in the state of Minnesota. The version oh, three. interesting. So, and I can't imagine practicing without it now. So use you don't it all day long. So you don't use the drill as much as the laser now. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty. See, here <laughs> see, we are. Here we are. This is, this is sounding a little bit better here. Honestly, it's so once you get numbed and once you're there, it's like, unless the, Novocaine isn't enough or whatever. Obviously sometimes you'll feel that on a nerve if you hit or whatever, but it's the noise. Mm-hmm. It's the noise of no that. No noise with this. And yeah. most of the time we don't even have to anesthetize or use Novocaine. In really? fact, I can, I can see Jacob. I'm looking at you. We're, we're looking at a live demo here, aren't we? We are not getting in the chair today. You guys <laughs> oh, are in the chair today. Uh, I am not going. This is, this was, this was the part that like, I knew you were going to, I knew it was good. The conversation was going to go there and I, and you're absolutely right. I, I am overdue. I am overdue. And, uh, no, I didn't say that. Can, I just said that I, I think that you might like a live demo. It doesn't have to be today. Yeah. Well, I would actually, we'll talk about that. I want to talk. <laughs> I need to, I need to talk with you guys and I need to, uh, I need to figure some stuff out. But while I think about it, I'm going to eat a little more chocolate here. <laughs> and, uh, you guys aren't eating the chocolate, by the way. It's just, I, I, I have Josh's chocolate at the house. I had some last it's night. It's great. It's amazing. It's I the best. Too. It's the best. Oh, the fact that we gosh, have them. Yeah. I haven't tried that. this kind though, so I'm excited. Oh, yeah. It's the best one. I, I tell you the, that, uh, why you're eating chocolate that, uh, uh, one of the things that one of the benefits we see to the community in, in a practice of our size is that we're we are sort of a super general practice, and I don't mean super in that that we're we're fabulous, but we provide a lot of different uh, types of care. Um, uh, we, we Lauren and I are, are laser trained uh, dentists. Mike Andrews uh, does TMJ or joint concerns and sleep dentistry, which is a unique field. Dr. Mitch Wellman uh, places implants. Uh, Dr. Joe Belgard does Invisalign, and so everybody sort of has has their own areas of interest where they're trained, and we refer patients back and forth, and it's really nice because we have insult in in house consults. If I see something that I haven't seen before, you know, I might go say, Lauren, can you come and take a look at this, or Jill, or Mitch, or Mike, you know, and Bud when he's here, and so it, it works really well that we can cover. We we're able to treat. You know, everybody from infants to seniors, and most of the care gets done in-house. We don't have to refer out a lot because we have uh, uh, so many different skill sets within the office. Mm. And so I, th- I think that we see that as a benefit to the 
to the community. And, and we usually have uh, five hygienists a day uh, uh, treating people. So if mom comes in with three kids, they can get their teeth cleaned all at the same time. And they don't have to spend the entire afternoon here. Gotcha. Although there's nothing wrong with that, of course. I want to talk a little bit more about um, and maybe the motivation to come see the dentist because there is a part of history too that I didn't touch on, which was, um, you know, a lot of people throughout history have have died from dental infections. And if you let, I don't know exactly the medical science behind it, maybe you guys can elaborate, but an untreated um, cavity can actually get like what into your bloodstream and, 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 it can end up killing you. You want to talk about that? Like the morbid side of untreated <laughs> dental? <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully I feel like the knowledge and general population is kind of getting a better understanding now. Um, just the correlation between your teeth and the importance of that and the rest of your body. I feel like in the past it was kind of treated so separately as if your mouth was not a part of your body and it, obviously is. And so everything, um, any infection in your mouth certainly can impact the rest of your body. And so um, infections, uh, you know, a dental abscess is probably the most common, most serious thing that we deal with that can certainly lead to, you know, swelling in the mouth and constriction of the airway and all of that. So, um, yeah, I don't like to talk about the the morbid side, but it is serious and you can't leave it untreated. Like you said, it's just going to get worse. It's right. not going to fix itself. So that's uh, one of the important things that we do. And then with. obviously like in the back of the mouth, those um, those go like way down into your jaw. You're like that. That becomes like a huge part of your whole jaw structure, right? Like your teeth builds up like your whole jaw structure kind of. It's not. And then the front, I'm guessing they're not quite as deep in the front or how does that work? Well, the, the roots of your each yes. tooth is within your jaw. Right. Yep. All along the, the whole mouth. Gotcha. So, yep. It can, it can, any dental infection can lead to more serious complications. And that's why a lot of times it's considered a medical emergency when someone's reached a certain point of neglect in an abscess tooth, it becomes in a medical emergency at that point then. Yeah. A lot of times we have our patients who are in pain and they say, yeah, I went to the ER and they gave me some antibiotics, but they sent me here. So a lot of times, you know, our patients are not quite sure when they're in that position. Do I go to the ER? Do I go to the dentist? And so it is an emergency. How about, uh, this is an interesting topic that always comes up. How about the, um, obviously it's a healthcare thing, but when you have like health insurance, why is dental and vision, why is dental separate from health insurance? So that's a political answer for, the, for that one is yeah. that uh, it was in the short version is going back into the history of medical insurance. It, it wasn't some things were sort of carved out of it to allow it to get started. And, and unfortunately, people think of dental insurance as the same as health insurance. And it's, it's really not. It's handled, it's handled differently. Um, it, it should have been called dental benefits or something like that because it's not true dental insurance where you can go and they're going to very few plans pay for uh, everything that gets done. But it's nice to have about half the people in outstate Minnesota have some form of dental coverage. About half of the patients that walk in our door have no dental coverage at all. Huh. And um, it's, a, it's a very political hot topic, you know, and then you can split it into whether it should be for children and whether it should be for adults and 
Um, so yeah, that's that's way too deep for a for a, a yeah. podcast. Yeah. It's the I guess the moral of the story is that it's it's a different creature than health insurance is. Right. It just right. sort of has that same name to it. Interesting. Structured totally different. And that's all just politic politics. From a long Everything. time ago. Money, money, politics, industry, creating industries on top of industries on top of industries and all the things we need to do in a capitalistic society to to be where we are here today, right? <laughs> um, how about, I don't know, what's the most common thing then you guys get in here? Just cleanings or? Cleanings and fillings. Cleanings and fillings. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's routine. the most, yep, yep. Routine, all day long. routine stuff yep. all day long. Um, uh, upcoming events, is that prevalent to you guys at all? Do you guys host any events? Do you guys get out in the community and do stuff ever? Is that not well, we really? Cer- we certainly have in, in time. They've they've had in, you know in my history here of over thirty years. They used to do health fairs and um, they, have a, they have like the state dental association has a, a mission of mercy day in one location uh, around the state every year. We can go and volunteer time. I've done that several times and got volunteered your service to people's free free care. Um, most of what we do from like a marketing standpoint, quite honestly, is donations to to area primarily to. Uh, schools and sports teams and uh, that we do a little bit of marketing. We're on a, a billboard out here just because, uh, I don't know, just because I like billboards. And, uh, and <laughs> so, We but, do a monthly giveaway on our social yeah, media. Yeah. We like to support other local communities and okay. or local businesses within the community. And um, so we do like a $50 gift card to a, a awesome. local business every month on our social awesome. media. And so, yeah, we, cool. we like to support other businesses. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're in, we're involved in all that. We're um, Jacob, do you know about the Instagram and the Facebook? The, I, I'm aware of the Instagram and the Facebook. Okay. Well, we, we ba- we're trying to dominate those. So anybody out there that, that wants to, we're on both of those. I'm not really a gram. I'm not really on the gram. I don't do a lot on the gram. Okay. You know? right. the, the kids are calling it the gram nowadays. Oh, I, you know? I was just, I'm only to the IG. So. But anyway, uh, so we're on there. And uh, yeah, we have giveaways and things like that. And kind of show, you know, put happy news on there and pictures of the team when they have anniversaries in the office, you know. I hate so. to say it. I hate to say it, but... If I feel like social media moves so fast, like Facebook and Instagram are probably like on the waning end of what they are. Like you got to be on TikTok now. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys should be doing like TikTok videos, of like fixing teeth We've and that it. sort. You have done yeah. it, okay, okay, cool, cool. Well, um, how about just kind of going back to the giveaways and stuff? How about promotions? You guys got any? Any is that prevalent to you guys? Promotions that you're willing to run for our listeners here on the show? Well, we run a we have an a no cavity club uh, for for kids. We have a giveaway every 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 uh, youth that comes in that has uh, no cavities when they get their their uh, cleaning and appointment, they get their name put in, and we have drawings there. And we've given away stuff from time to time. You know, it's not it's not like our, the focus of our of our practice. I guess I don't know. I, I might be missing out some some things. But. What about those of us who are in the real cavity club? <laughs> you get to spend quality time with us. <laughs> get to spend some quality. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, like we it. have a membership plan. We have a membership plan for seniors that uh, uh, helps them with the dollar end of it. But uh, you got to be my age to get into that. So uh, I love it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Anything else you guys want to add to future outlook operations? Any of that stuff before we get into uh, some business mistakes and advice, maybe. I'm just optimistic about the future. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I think there's 
lots to learn always. I mean, that's one of the parts of any profession is just continuous learning. But, you know, we go to CE courses uh, multiple year and um, just always learning new things and making it a more comfortable, better experience for our patients. So their comfort is always our priority. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. All right, then let's get into um, biggest mistakes you've made. I hope nothing too bad, but let's, if there's something, if there's something I do want to hear and it, this isn't good. You don't have to add to the fear here, but is, are there any mistakes that you've made in your, I want to start with you here. You've been practicing a lot longer, but mistakes in, 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 in dental or in business, business or, or, well, or like hopefully not a dental procedure. Clin- clinically, <laughs> uh, none. Okay. Never taken out the wrong tooth. Okay. No. Never right. taken out the wrong tooth. Right. Never had, I, I'm really fortunate, you know, never had any legal concerns, board concerns, had issue. I mean, you treat people and people are unique. And so you get lots of opportunities to discuss things, but it's really been, it's been, uh, I, I think a, a great career, um, as, as far as on the bit, on the business end of it, um, uh, thinking that question might come up. I bought a piece of technology one time that, that cost a lot of money and uh, it was a microscope, a dental microscope. I thought that I thought that's where uh, dentistry was going and it was too hard to incorporate in uh, to the treatment. And so that that was a mistake investing that. I didn't think that through far enough. But it's been an amazing learning experience for me in that all major purchases since then I've looked at and considered from a lot, looked at it harder, considered it from more angles, and I haven't made that type of mistake again. So in the long run, it probably saved me money. But at the time when I realized I'd, I spent for something that I can't incorporate into patient care, um, I was a little dismayed by that. Mm. That Just, would be, that, that was like from the business standpoint, that was, mm. that was it. And and I, I will tell you one other one is in just sort of in the vice category is is don't burn bridges that I had uh, um, without going into detail somebody that we were looking to hire and they were associated with a another group and and I felt that person wasn't being treated fairly there so we had a rather heated discussion with them and um, and 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 I still have to deal with these people yeah. and so um, probably that that taught me so I, I will never I haven't done that since never do it again didn't didn't need to explain it quite in those terms yeah. and. Uh, thought that I was trying to help somebody out. Thought they were being uh, mistreated. Uh, probably shouldn't have taken yeah. it that way. Fergus so. Falls is a small community, way too small to be ruffling feathers and burning burning bridges. Yeah, here in this and, this, and this was somebody. This was know? an organization out of town. <clears throat> okay, uh, but still, uh, still, I was in the wrong. Absolutely. All right. Well, Lauren, how about you? Biggest mistakes you've made in life or in dental practice? Some life life mistakes are fun. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine's kind of broad. I would just say I am very type A perfectionist kind of personality. So, um, I think sometimes I can hold you back too. You know, it's, uh, you got to take risks sometimes and, um, you know, learning to be uncomfortable in learning in the growth. And, um, you know, my dad mentioned buying the microscope. Well, sometimes you do have to take a leap of faith and trust that, this is going to be a good thing and learn as you go. So, um, yeah, that's probably just a general one for me and my personality type. Yeah. And there's Mm -hmm. a tons of different industries where you don't want to be investing in something, a large amount of money in something that you don't know for sure you're going to need or is going to make it 
investment back for you, right? Like you don't want some oh, piece yeah. of equipment that you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars on and then have it be a big paperweight. No, but with, but then when it came, you know, 20 years later, it's time to look at lasers and thinking that I think this new technology for lasers is is the way to go. And Lauren and I decided to 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 do that, and it has been revolutionary. To our pra- I couldn't imagine practicing without it. Now I use it all day long. And uh, and if I thought, well, no, I made a mistake on that microscope 25 years ago. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do the laser. I would have totally missed out. And we're we're a high tech office. We we always have have new things. We're looking at 3D printing right now, and uh, some in office CAD CAM stuff, and uh, 3D X rays. I mean, there's all sorts of things out there. You you can't individually keep up with all the technology. It just is cost prohibited. So mm-hmm. you have to pick and choose what you're going what you're going to do. And and I think that we have done that well and uh, look forward to it because there's there's we're always looking at what the next thing is. You know. All right. Um, how about uh, best business advice? Whoever wants to go first on that best business advice. I'll maybe take like the newer younger side of things, but I would just advise people to find a good mentor. I'm yeah. thankful that mine's sitting right here next to me. Um, pretty cool that I get to practice with my dad and it's super fun that we are in the same profession, but just not necessarily even someone that is in your profession. Um, but just as someone you look up to as like a leader and, uh, respect and somebody who will invest in you and take the time to help you along the way. That's good. That's good. I, I think it's, it's pretty easy for me and that is to spend time on important, non-urgent things. And most people has nothing to do with dentistry or healthcare. Don't most people spend time on unimportant, urgent or non-urgent things or important and urgent? Everybody's good at important and urgent, but people don't sit back, look at what's important but not urgent and focus on that. And that's a long-term view of things. Mm-hmm. And that's what helps with long-term success. The other one uh, that I have learned through the, the team here is to invest in your people. If you invest in your people, there's nothing. There's no better place to put your time and your finances that, that in the people that help you do whatever it is that you're trying to produce. And especially now where it's hard to find talent. It's not about finding talent. It's about retaining the people that you have right now. I like, I like that, what you said there about uh, something that's important but not urgent. And, right. and that's a big part of uh, procrastination in general is, is um, there's hard things that you have to do that eventually they become urgent. If you don't, if you don't do those important things, eventually they become important and urgent at the same time. And, uh, and, and if you, and if you can tackle those ahead of time, you just are knocking stuff off um, and getting yourself ahead of where you're supposed to be. So that's awesome. I appreciate that guys. Um, I guess, is there anything else um, you guys want to talk about here? Kind of put a bow on this for the the people. What, what is life smiles? What do you want the community to know about you guys here? Well, we touched on uh, the Instagram and Facebook. Yep. Uh, follow us on uh, our social media platforms and mm-hmm. look out for those monthly giveaways. Um, another thing is just that we are always accepting new patients. So we would love to see everyone in. And right. Help out the smile. Yeah, if you don't have a dental home, we'd be happy to see you. We, we, when we see, we're always, even a, a practice as uh, active, let's say, as we are, we get people fixed up, and then we need to have some other people to do. we got lots of talented people. We need to, to put them to work. So if you don't have a dental home, uh, we'd be happy to, to help you out. I uh, want to thank you, Jay, but this is a cool thing that you're doing. Talk mm-hmm. about, you, you know, taking a risk. There's everything, you know, 
trying to decide between change and risk is, a, is another one because even if there's risk with any sort of change, but manageable, and there's always risk with risk. So with you trying to do something like that, it's a good step out. I hope it works really well for you. Well, I appreciate you guys doing this, and uh, this was fun coming in. This will be the most fun I've ever had at the dentist today here. So <laughs> I appreciate it. And we're going we're gonna to probably wrap it up and get off the microphones. And Sounds then maybe I'll, I'll chat with you guys maybe about, uh, about maybe, I, maybe my future here and, and, and what, <laughs> what I can do to take care of some of the things I've been putting off because it's uh, – there's some, there's some, there's an uphill climb for me, I think here in this world. So, um, anyways, thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. We've got this, um, stead chocolate. We, uh, Stumbino's coffee. So good. You guys are brewing it here as well. Uh, elevate Swan Lake, Victor Lundin's hotel eight, fresh and fancy. Thank you guys to everyone who supports the show. And, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me, FFBS podcast at gmail.com is the way to do it. I'd love to have you guys on and tell your story. So have a good one, everybody. Little blue, red roses here. <laughs> 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 <laughs>